Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. Truth and Transcendence. Episode 27. The Covid regime. Where do we stand? So we all know that more than 50% of the world population have had at least one Covid jab, maybe two or even three, and a large majority haven't. Leaders need to deal with people in both camps or categories, as it were. We need to try to understand them. So over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about the jabbed and the unjabbed and why they've chosen in the way that they have. Now, of course, I can't possibly claim to know everything about how all of these people have made their choices. But what I have done is put together what I consider to be some of the main, most common factors at play. Some of them in isolation and some of them in combination. So having looked at that and remembering that as leaders, it's our job to lead, to provide direction and take people with us. For that, we need to know where we stand. We need to know where we stand and we need to be able to take people with us. Wherever they are on this particular spectrum of jabbed and unjabbed, we need to be confident enough in our own perspective that we can engage with anybody with respect, empathy and understanding and also with clarity, strength and intention. So it's not all about being passive and, oh yes, think whatever you want to think and we all love everybody. It's not just about that rather more receptive, um, if you like, feminine principle aspect. It's also about we need to be clear, we need to have strength, we need to have intention. As always, we need both of those aspects, the masculine and the feminine principle at play in our leadership. And we need to have both of those at play when we're engaging with people, whether or not we agree with their position, whether or not we think they're completely nuts, or whether or not we think they're absolutely right and correct. We need to be able to be equitable with people regardless of their particular opinion or perspective. And one of the ways of recognising whether or not we've got the right kind of confidence in our own perspective that allows us to engage with anybody is asking ourselves, are we ranting? Are we hiding our thoughts? Are we blaming others? Are we doing any of the other displacement activities that demonstrate that we've got something less than equanimity within us. Because these are all signs of a lack of confidence in our own position. Because when we're confident in our own position, and when I say confident, I don't mean blindly confident, I mean um, informed and confident. There's another layer of confidence when we, when we know we've actually checked things out thoroughly. When we have that confidence, we don't need to rant. We're perfectly comfortable sharing our thoughts. We don't need to blame anybody 
because we are in charge of our own destiny. We're in charge of our own perspective. Yes, there may be aspects around us and circumstances around us that that have an effect on us or that put pressure upon us, but that's always been the case and always will be. It's part of being a grown-up. We are no longer children. And these are things that we know we're familiar with that. And maybe maybe there are other people who are deserving of some blame. Maybe there are things going on that are not great. But can we transcend that by being at one with ourselves? That's really the question at this point. Now, if you're in a position to actually affect some of the things that you that that, that you think people are to blame for, or that you can directly affect some of the things that are going on that you think are bad, then fantastic, do it. But you may not be. And if you're not, there's no value in getting emotionally in a state about it. But that said, it's all very well to say that because, but when we have emotions, we have them. So what I'm really saying is don't ignore your reactions Don't ignore your distresses and your fears and concerns. Examine them and get to the bottom of them to the point where you're actually one with yourself. You're not in conflict within yourself. And when you are able to do that, you can transcend all of those aspects outside of you that you have an issue with. And that puts you in a much, much stronger position. When we can do that, we can lead. So can we question our assumptions, our beliefs and our choices? Or are we hiding? This is really the question. I think anyone in a position of responsibility and authority needs to be asking themselves on a regular basis. Because as things unfold and change, we need to keep coming back to this and staying fresh and staying conscious and aware and maintaining that freedom of thought within our own skull. Because the thing with a situation like the one we're in now is it could go on for quite some time. So if we go numb on it, if we tune out and stop observing our own reactions to it and stop staying up to date and current with our research and our data, and our self-examination. We run the risk of becoming complicit in things that we don't agree with. One of the first questions that I like to ask and that I recommend people ask is, what is our habitual culture? It's It's a hard question to answer because it is habitual. And many aspects of our habitual culture are on the subconscious level and it's fine to leave them there. But in regard to this particular situation we're in now, it could be that parts of our habitual culture are beneficially brought to awareness. Are we part of the habitual vaccine culture? Are we part of the habitual no vaccine culture? That's a a, a gross categorization. But what other um, nuances are there in relationship to that? What is our habitual culture? Does it serve us still today? Or are there aspects of it that we would like to modify? Are we in any way following expediency? 
Are we making choices and are we coming to conclusions based on trying to give ourselves an easy life? Are we autonomous or are we prey to restrictions on our lifestyles? Can we continue to do what we do and live our lives and socialize and relate with other people regardless of external mandates? Are we habitually compliant or are we habitually autonomous? And is this really important to us? Or is it not really important? Is this whole topic of this episode and the last three episodes of, of minimal importance to you? And what do we believe is best for us? And what are we basing that on? And are we doing it? This is a really good uh, thing to look into, I think. I mean, I think Many of us have got ideas about what we think is best for us, particularly our health. And in some cases, we know what that's based on. And very often, we're not actually doing it. So, you know, I think a lot of us have a history of of having a disconnect between what we believe is best for us and what we're actually doing. Now, in this particular case, what do we believe is best for, for us and our own health and, for that matter, for our family? our children, our elders, and for our community. And what do we we believe is best for the collective? And what are our beliefs based upon? What do we know? How do we know it? What do we not know? And are we doing what we believe is best for the collective? Are we virtue signalling? Or are we actually being virtuous? or neither? Are we being forced or coerced or pressured? Are we forcing or coercing or pressuring other people? Are we afraid of the virus? Do we actually feel at risk from it for ourselves or our loved ones? Are we caught up in the trend? Would we prefer that others decide for us? Would we much prefer that that our GP just tells us what to do so we don't have to do all the grubbing about and the research and understanding complicated Latin terms and so forth? Would we much rather just let someone else decide for us? Because frankly, we have to make too many decisions already. Are we saying no out of habitual rebelliousness? Or are we saying yes out of habitual compliance? Where do we really stand? What really matters to us in regard to this whole COVID regime situation? What do we really believe in? What do we know? What don't we know? And are we challenging our own assumptions, our beliefs, our choices, our behaviours, our habits? Or are we turning away and thinking, oh, it'll be over soon. Let's talk about something else. And once we know where we really stand, are we standing up for that? With love for ourselves, our loved ones and our fellow man? Or are we just trying to get through this with the least upset? So I I offer these um, questions and queries with the greatest of respect, because we're all in the same boat in terms of facing this very difficult situation and living in it every single day. We're all in that situation. And we all have to make choices on our own behalf. And in some cases, on the behalf of our families, certainly if we have young children. 
And also, if, if we have um, executive powers in relation to our elderly, if, if their mind is going, and we have to make choices for them. So it's not an easy place for anybody. I don't want to underestimate the degree of challenge inherent in this situation. And even if you've managed to transcend the challenges yourself, and even if those around you have transcended them also, let's together have some compassion and understanding and empathy for those who haven't managed to do that. And we all know people where that's not the case, either because they're suffering or because they are distressed or because they are economically badly affected, financially badly affected. For whatever reason, we know people who are having problems or have had problems. And this time of year, this, this is being aired in January of 2020, is a perfect time of year to regroup and ask ourselves, can we really look within and examine ourselves with absolute courage and honesty and look to see where are we cutting corners? Where are we being diligent? Where are we really checking the data and making sure that we're absolutely satisfied with where we stand And are we revisiting that on a regular basis as new data comes to light? Because as leaders, it's our responsibility to be clear about where we stand, to have equanimity around that, to diligently recognise and and engage with and address our own distresses and our own issues, our own inner conflicts as they arise and to make responsible choices on our own behalf and in service to our loved ones and that will then affect our people. So yes, if we can find where we stand with some clarity and if we can extend our understanding to have empathy and compassion for our people who may have a completely different point of view or may have a similar point of view or some other strange combination then and only then, as leaders, can we truly be in service to the whole. And that, I believe, and this is my argument of why to bother to explore all this over these past few weeks, that is when we can take our business into this current phase and into the new year as it's unfolding and be successful and be sustainable and ethical. Because otherwise, there's a danger that we're going to waste energy dealing with stuff subconsciously that really we should be dealing consciously and not necessarily being fair and equitable to our people. So, yes, this is a very real situation. All of the psychological aspects of it are exactly the same as the psychological aspects that have risen time and time and time again over the decades and the centuries and the millennia in response to, shall we say, assaults on our way of life. So thank you for listening. I I genuinely invite you to reflect on some of these points and, and I'd love to hear from you some of the outputs of your reflection, if you'd care to share those with me. And I look forward to exploring more interesting topics with you coming into next month.
So thank you for listening. All the very best. And I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence, the regular weekly podcast from Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesyounow.today forward slash podcast.